0: Welcome, Mystorians. Host Austin, he they, she, and Host Brenda, she her, have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. <laughs>
1: I didn't hear your clap.
0: <laughs> oh, I definitely clapped. <laughs> Don't huh. it? My audio heard my clap.
1: Weird. Okay. Well, it's it's probably there.
0: Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely clapped. I promise. I want I, leave my clap in, Brenda, so the people know I clapped.
1: <laughs> so people know that you. <laughs> well, I was gonna open this episode with a bad news newscaster impression, but. <laughs> It's too late.
0: No, we still can. They, they don't. Hey, everyone, pretend this is us starting right now.
1: Give me one second. I got to get in the zone.
0: (coughs) (laughs) That's you coughing up all the cigar smoke because you're a
1: newscaster. Hello, everyone. I can't do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seventy-three of Secret Histories of (laughs) Nerds.
0: Is this a, is a newscaster? Or are you like a 90s game show host?
1: I guess I'm a 90s game show host in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to jump over the sea of shame. <laughs> Run up through the, the I, pathway of literacy. <laughs>
0: in my heart, yes. all 90s game hosts are the hosts from Double Dare.
1: Yes. No one has. Who was that? Was double Dare was Mark Summers, right? Yeah, it was Mark Summers. Or was it Slime Time Live? Wait. Fuck. Wait.
0: No, didn't Fu- he do both? Wait, didn't you do all did- of them? Wait,
1: wait. <laughs> he
0: did both, didn't he?
1: Mark no, wait. Summers. No, Slime Time Live was a woman. Double Dare. I spelled double wrong. Okay, there is Double Dare. He yeah.
0: did dare double. He did like family. All the dares were him.
1: Okay. Yes, he did the dares slime time live with someone else you think i would know because i was in the audience for slime time live but let me assure you you're in that audience you you don't know what's going on
0: you it seems like it'd be chaos right (laughs) oh
1: it's because they don't really tell you what's happening it's just like you sit you sit the kids shuffle around on the the court for a little bit and then you sit and then you sit and then someone slimes you and if you're covered <laughs> in slime and you're kind of just thinking like, wow, I smell like applesauce now. And I'm going to smell like applesauce forever. This is imbued into my being now.
0: Ooh, Brenda still <laughs> smells like applesauce, I can attest to this. I, to this hey. day.
1: On particularly moist days, slime still comes out of my pores. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is this episode?
0: I, I enjoy that. We, we spent <laughs> last night planning a news segment, and we were just like, fuck that. Sl- yeah, slime, am I right?
1: Forget the news. We actually have some serious news we to made, talk about this week.
0: important news, Brenda, please. Yeah.
1: yeah, awesome. Would you like to start off with the important news?
0: <laughs> some first looks came out for Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show. It's Lord of the Rings something something ring is the name. Um, I can't be bothered to... Remember the rings of power, that's what it's called. Yes, um, I can't be bothered to remember what they call their things, I'm not really super invested, Austin, but
1: neither of us like particularly <laughs> like Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, I, I will probably watch this show because they've cast mm-hmm. some people of color, which is pretty exciting. There is the mm-hmm. dwarven princess Disa, uh, who's played by Sophie Namvoite, uh. I can't say the fake names. Like I don't know if D's is how you say the name in Dwarven in Lord of the Rings, but um the actress is a black woman. And mm-hmm. then there is a Elven Archer named Arndor. Arndor? I don't know. Lord of the Rings fans are gonna <laughs> You're asking fucking the at wrong me. person. They're gonna like, fucking We at have me a on friend- Twitter.
1: We have a mutual friend who's like very into Lord of the Rings. he's yeah. probably just like screaming, Scream, just like what are
0: screaming, you doing? Losing their <gasps> fucking mind, and I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> talk
1: about this later.
0: <laughs> uh, that actor is Ismael Cruz Cardova, uh, who is a Puerto Rican um actor, and so both of those people were cast. His character, the last one I just said, is created for the show specifically. He did not exist before the series according to this like big expose from vanity fair so if he did Mm -hmm. somewhere in deep Little Rings lore don't fucking at me at whoever wrote this vanity fair article Um, (laughs) but once again time and time again fans are showing their entire butthole on the internet and talking about how it doesn't fit the lore how it doesn't work it's not accurate so on and so forth we saw someone make the argument brenda of like what if we made a movie about mesotapia america and it was all white people and today two <laughs> things one they've already, that. That, <laughs> they've already done that that <laughs> happened so <laughs> point this point the second mesotapia america is a, like we're a real like that's a thing this isn't it's a like, real
1: place <laughs> like it, we I just had, had a whole Even, ass cleopatra movie which i know is not the same location but you know it's just yeah. you know we had a whole ass cleopatra movie come out starring gal gadot as cleopatra yeah. like don't yeah. at me <laughs> yeah
0: it's like shut up you you sound you sound you're gonna sound dumb because you're gonna say something that's fucking real um which is why i don't usually engage with those people because they, they don't care that's not what they mean mm-hmm. um two middle earth isn't real I-, I need to be clear. I don't care if it was real. I don't care if there's like a fucking Viking movie and there are black people. Cause you don't, you're not going to be able to look me in the face and be like, there's never a single black person with Vikings ever once. Like you weren't there. Shut up. Um, and there
1: definitely were. We have, <laughs> we have proof that there were black Vikings. So shut up.
0: <laughs> um, and so it's just like people very loudly, once again, saying that their fantasy favorite fantasy genre is one where black people don't exist. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Everyone have a good night. Um, <laughs> And it's just so boring to consider a magical fantasy world where like, why can't I saw someone's like, you know, the only problem I have is the female dwarves don't have beards, and I'm like, I hey, shut up, <laughs> I don't who care, like that's not that isn't your actual problem. You just want yeah. to complain without people bullying you. Like I know what you're saying. Everyone knows what you're saying. You're actually saying like, I don't want this person to play a dwarf. Like that, you're not saying that. Like, get off of your high horse about accuracies that to some book that some fucking racist dude wrote 40 years ago or whatever. I don't know how fucking old J.R. Tolkien is.
1: <laughs> it's like um, no one was analyzing the Peter Jackson movies like this so. exactly
0: exactly like shut up um move on grow up i'm sorry <laughs> that media is allowed to grow and change like some people are talking, about like oh they added in this character just so this round person can play him and i'm like even if they did good cool nice but
1: yeah who cares <laughs> he looks great <laughs> like
0: like but guess what it, things don't remain static and one thing forever like me and brenda like comics and i i couldn't Like, when people ask me about, like, some hero's origin stories, I'm like, I mean, which one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can't explain this to you. Or, like, you have to, like, cherry pick, like, what version of the character is canon to you. Yes. Because there isn't one vision. So, like, you know, I'm like, I have this very specific version of Batman that, to me, is Batman. And I I get a little cranky when no one adheres to it because... I mean, it is the best version of Batman that I've created Mm -hmm. in my head, and there's canon stories that back up this version of Batman Uh created in my head. But, like, the majority of, like, the texts don't back up this version of the
0: character. Like, it's just, like, Lord of the Rings is so old, and I, yeah, I can't change what he wrote in his book, and I I don't think anyone should, because that's, like, he did it, and the way mm-hmm. it's about anything else, like, even if I don't agree with it, that he made it, and he can, him and his family or whoever has rights to his stuff can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, yeah. Which includes this, like, his estate gave Amazon rights to do what they want, and they did what they want, so I'm sorry you're not good enough to make your own Lord of the Rings show, <laughs> but like, step off of it. Um, And it's just, it comes at a time like, this Black History Month has just been, like, time and, like, I don't know what it is, but every day there's like someone else not black. Like, what if I made this about me?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: from Aquafina's not apology oh, God. <laughs> to this Lord of the Rings thing, to just like so much has been going on this Black History Month that it it feels aggressive. And the Lord of the Rings thing is just another thing of like people to dog on black people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll watch this Lord of the Rings show. I probably will check out the episodes featuring these actors I just talked about, just to see how they do. Um, because Lord of the Rings got too many names and too many important places for me to track what's going on. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, that's what's going on there. Is once again, people are just proving that their favorite fantasy is racism.
1: Yeah, fantasy. You can do anything with fantasy, and so often people just choose to uphold old stereotypes and like exactly. racist tropes that are like and
0: they say and they they talk yeah. about like it's more accurate like the, the game of thrones <laughs> fucking showrunner said that shit when they were like hey how come there aren't any uh like people of color like at all well it's more accurate more accurate to what to what to what <laughs>
1: this place doesn't exist <laughs> this
0: isn't real. there's a
1: fucking dragon right there
0: like lord of the rings is about some fucking two short gays have to destroy someone's engagement ring as far as i can understand it (laughs) and the only place they can destroy this engagement ring is in a volcano with a bunch of other taller gay people Um, Like they
1: have to get the band back together to destroy the (laughs) ring to throw it in the volcano but they're being hunted this is my understanding of it having read none of the books and having seen none of the movies there's a giant eyeball that is chasing them, and also there's a wizard. One wizard is evil. One wizard is good.
0: They look the same. They're both old. They and are lame. the
1: same wizard, but they're not <laughs> the same
0: wizard. They, and they gotta they gotta slam dunk it into the volcano. Also, there's a little gremlin who dies in the volcano.
1: Yes. Um, and Sam and Frollo Frodo. Frodo. dragon frollo or gay that's what I, yeah. that's all i know and i know that from osmosis from our mutual friend who loves lord of the rings
0: <laughs> yeah that's all I, that's all i know and, and I, don't, I don't see how you can or cannot have black people so why why not have like black and brown and asian mm-hmm. and every, every like it doesn't matter like if you're a dwarf then they're still a dwarf right like you still put them in the dwarf makeup and you do the mm-hmm. camera shot so they look shorter than all the other actors or whatever.
1: Yeah, and then like the actor um, who's Puerto Rican, uh, he's playing an elf. Mm-hmm. You just put the ears on anyone. Just put the
0: ear. Listen, it's elves are maybe the easiest like <laughs> fantasy lineage to turn anyone into.
1: Really? You just put
0: you just give them the pointy ears. You do the makeup so it looks like it's seamless. You're, yeah, you're, that's literally it. You're done. That's literally here's,
1: it. Here's elf hot ears. <laughs> <laughs> hot ears.
0: <laughs> hot ear.
1: Let's move on to the next piece of news.
0: Please tell people about the the hot new influencer coming.
1: Yes, there's a new influencer in town, and his name is fucking Megamind. (laughs) (laughs) The plot twist that we did not see coming in the year of our lord 2020 whatever the fuck it is Mm. is that there's a Megamind cartoon coming to Peacock, I think. That's such Uh, a
0: sentence you just said.
1: (laughs) I just can't. So, for those of you who don't know, hopefully everyone has seen Megamind, but I know a lot of people slept on it when it came out. I haven't seen Megamind. Don't tell Brenda. Awesome. Do I have my copy of Megamind over here? One
0: second. Okay, Brenda's going to throw her copy of Megamind to me through our digital call. She's time and space.
1: Oh,
0: she's going going to shove it into my brain, and I will immediately download Megamind. I
1: found
0: the first season of Night Court.
1: The first season of Night Court. (laughs)
0: Why do you have the first season of Night Court?
1: I live at my parents' house. Our DVDs are mixed up. Here
0: it is. Why do your parents have the first season? No, wait.
1: <laughs> it's the first season of Night Court. You know, okay. Night Court.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, you sure. Yeah, now that you've said it. Not that you said it three more times.
1: Yeah, Night Court. It's um <laughs> It's a court. Courtroom drama come comedy. I've never seen Night Court. I didn't watch Night Court when I was watching all the sitcoms two years ago. Anyway, That's I have a fair. copy of Megamind here. It's a two. It's a double feature with Monsters vs. Aliens, which is not nearly as good. But for those of you who have not seen Megamind, like Austin, it is about a supervillain who accidentally kills his superhero and then has to figure out where his life goes from there. <laughs> That's the premise of this movie. And it's- I enjoy
0: that it's accidentally.
1: It's, yeah, it's very, he, he's like, uh-oh, my purpose in life has been fulfilled. What do I do? And he's all into, like, big spectacle and, like, you know, putting on a show. It's like that kind of, like, back and forth banter kind of thing. That's his. That's just his life. His goal is not to actually do it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, like any villain, because then what mm-hmm. do you do?
1: Then what do you do? And so the movie's about, well, then what do you do? And then it kind of, like, escalates from there to where the he, like, decides that he needs a new super superhero to fight so he tries to make a superhero turns out um that goes badly uh it's just very good but Incredible. anyway yeah this new show is a cartoon i don't know if it's 3D or 2D we have no information but megamind decides to become an influ like a internet influencer personality which normally would really piss me off cuz <laughs> so often that's just like a lazy writing device this um sounds like,
0: like i'm high
1: yeah like wreck it ralph 2 um <laughs> I think
0: so. Never going much. to let Record Ralph live Livets down.
1: It's so bad. Anyway, so Mega decides he wants to be an influencer, which I'm okay with because hundred percent that is something that he would do in care it's in character. So
2: mm-hmm. we'll see
1: where that goes. We'll see what the quality is. It's been like ten years since the movie came out, I think. What year was it? It was doesn't say. <laughs> I think it was 2010. <laughs> and that's that's that news. Austin, what's next?
0: Uh so Hasbro made NFTs last year. <laughs> um
1: we all just missed this.
0: We all just like weren't paying attention cuz NFTs weren't like they, they so anyway, let's go back to the start. Recently on Twitter, um very specifically in like the tabletop community cuz Hasbro is the parent company of Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast makes Dungeons and Dragons, which is the most name recognizable tabletop game, period. Um, regardless of how you feel about the game or not, if you tell people you like tabletop games and they're like, What do you mean? and you say, Like that that is your best bet for them to maybe understand a little bit of what you're saying, yeah. Uh, and if they don't get that and you're like, You know, remember in Stranger Things, yeah, that game they played, oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so Hasbro last year. In April, a Polygon article came out about Hasbro being on a call with collectors, with investors, that they were interested in making NFTs, specifically for Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. But they were looking into other avenues as well and other opportunities to get into this like crypto market. Um, that article from Polygon started getting some traction again recently, like someone must have shared it and, you know, the internet did its thing. And so people thought it was a recent thing. Um thinking that hasbro was considering getting into nfts when hasbro has already made an nft which i will get to yeah uh that hasbro ceo who was on that call who's interested specifically in Magic gathering and other um properties for nfts did pass he's no longer the the ceo me and brenda talked about it in october that ceo passed away mm-hmm. um it was it's unfortunate it's believed that he passed away from cancer they never released an f- official statement how he passed away they just that he did um he was public that since 2014 he was fighting cancer so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we all assume but his family never shared and they don't need to he did pass away um so the current ceo who is rich stoddart who took over in october um as the interim ceo there's not any he's not yet the full ceo he's still just like well they look for a new ceo and it could end up being him um he was in charge when they released their first nft which is a uh special edition power rangers megazord um what i could gather it wasn't any of the actual megazords um it's like a special megazord they made for this nft thing it is specifically um called project special edition dino megazord oh my it god lo- it looks like a lot of other megazords like specifically from um the 90s like it looks like a lot of the other megazords but it is mm-hmm. it is none of them Officially. They released this on Wax, which is a, one of the crypto ways to make NFT stuff. Wax is seen as like the quote unquote eco-friendly NFT model. Um, but I mean, the the bar for being a more eco-friendly NFT is pretty low. Yeah. Uh, from when I could gather, Wax still tr- contributes uh, 100 times what the average person does to um, pollution and climate change based on like other people's data who like takes data on like how much it takes to make an nft and a blockchain Uh, i i do not so this is all from other reports uh Mm -hmm. the reason we brought it up is because it was kind of picking up traction that people were like getting worried and worried that it was happening and it's to say it's already happened so you can make your choice how you want to going forward because hasbro Mm -hmm. owns a lot (laughs) uh It's something that I already did. The specific thing towards, like, the tabletop community, Magic Gathering community, that CEO is no longer with us. Mm -hmm. So you can also take that as you will. Uh, I mean, companies make these decisions pretty far ahead of time. So for all we know, they're working on a Magic the Gathering NFT right now. um, Or they'll never do it. Because I don't know how this Power Ranger one went, frankly. Um,
1: Yeah. And I feel like corporate NFTs aren't doing well. Um, And I think... At least on the corporate side,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I hope that it'll just fizzle out because it's not like a good, bi- I mean, NFTs as a whole are not a good business model, but um, I think corporate ones eventually are just going to fizzle out because like there's no return. Yeah. The speculative market of it is dying out rapidly. Yeah. So I'm. As more yeah. people
0: realize it, as people change, the same people changing money to make mm-hmm. things look like they're worth money. Um, yeah. It frankly feels like a rapid version of what comics had, Brenda. When it <laughs> yep. was speculator market of people like buying S- Superman fifteen or whatever, right? And they sell mm-hmm. it to some dude for a hundred bucks, and then that dude sells to someone else for two hundred bucks, and that person sells it back to the first guy for three hundred bucks because it could be worth four hundred bucks, and then. You know, then yep. it's worth nothing because the week's rolled over and no one cares anymore.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I just watched a video from Folding Ideas on YouTube called The Line Goes Up. Mm-hmm. It's like two hours long, but it like breaks down like if you're having a hard time, like you, the audience, because also I know you understand it, NFTs mostly, as most as any of us can. Yeah, um, I hate that I do. I know, but if you're having a hard time understanding like, What's wrong with them? This is a great video to watch. I know it's super long, but like, it's mm-hmm. also really good to be informed to understand like what the impact is on this, mm-hmm. who's benefiting from these kind of things, and like the rampant um, theft and like how vulnerable the blockchain is, and like what yeah. these people want to do with the blockchain, which includes like putting like personal records onto this thing.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, it's good to be informed to make sure that like it doesn't get to that point where like we have our permanent records on a very fallible,
0: very thing. fallible.
1: A very like, fallible, easily hackable thing. Like that, once a week. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can be deleted from it forever. It's it's absolutely unregulated. It's absolutely dangerous. Um, yeah. so I would recommend like making sure that you're informed about this, so you can make decisions about like who you want to support.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. it is important just to remember like that part. Like you have to decide who you want to support. If you don't mm-hmm. want to support Hasbro, like you can do that. It involves a lot. I know some people are struggling with that because like Hasbro mm-hmm. has. What Barbie, Power Rangers, Magic, with D and D, uh, like every single fucking board game families play, yep. uh, Hot Wheels, like like if you are a family with kids, it's like you there you don't buy toys now.
1: <laughs> you can't <laughs> avoid it at all. Um, which is unfortunate, but so it's
0: just being informed, um, I think we're going to see more companies getting into NFTs than not getting into NFTs before they stop getting into NFTs. It's, yeah. I think it's going to take. I think it's going to take someone getting into them and then their blockchain getting hacked and then them losing like actual money, right? Because like mm-hmm. it's been like people still ten million dollars, which a lot of these companies is like nothing. Like that Hasbro would fucking laugh in your face. Uh yeah. but the second one of them loses like billions, um, they I think people will be like, "What do you mean it's not regulated?" No, but yeah. that's good for me cuz I can money launder. No, what do you mean it, someone can money is... launder against What do you mean someone can money launder against me harder? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like 2022's version of money laundering. Like yeah. that's it's hiding money in an offshore bank account except the bank the offshore bank is um the blockchain now.
0: It, it, the, imagine instead of putting your money in an offshore bank you put it in a uh, blockbuster that is how easy to just <laughs> want to take your money yep <laughs> they walk up to a blockbuster like give me all the money and the clerk's like i don't make enough to stop you so here you go
1: here you go here's everything
0: um, <laughs> do you want the keys bye
1: yeah nfts suck oh. a, lot. <laughs> a lot all right last bit of news and then we'll get on to our uh topic for the yes. week which I know Austin has been trying to decipher.
0: It's very blurry.
1: Um, Futurama's coming back again. Again? I I can't do the theme song. But anyway, Billy West is coming back. I forgot the name of the person who plays Leela. Oops. Um, But one big player in this game is not coming back, and that is John DiMaggio, voice of Bender, which is wild. Um, Do we
0: know why?
1: No, we don't. I looked into this. I was like digging, and I was just like, "Is he like just you know? He's got all that Jake the Dog money. <laughs> <Does> it, <laughs> is it John? One sec. I need to make sure it's John and not Joe. It's John. It is okay. Yeah, John. it's John. Cool. I always get Johns and Joes and Jasons and all the James yeah, mixed up. Yeah, all the up.
0: all the white guys.
1: Jamathy, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he because I mean he's done a lot, like mm-hmm. a lot. He's, and I, I couldn't think. I'm like, is he on something now, where he's like too busy?
1: I don't think he is.
0: But I feel like, cause like Bender was his was Bender his first like big role.
1: Yeah, Bender was. Let me go to his um his Wikipedia page real quick and just see like his filmography. But I think Bender was like his big. It, it, it is his big, big iconic role. Because he's, he's like, doing.
0: He's on. He's on *Impossible*, but that's mm-hmm. after. He's on *Chowder*. That's way after. Like Jake the Dog is way after
1: Jake the Dog. I would say Jake the Dog now is his biggest, but he's like That's on hard. disenchantment with, oh, Matt. with the
0: same the same creator. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't know who he plays on that because I have not seen it. But um, filmography. Bah, 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 bah. I'm just gonna go to what he's doing right now. Um, he's doing voices on Inside Job on Netflix. Mm. Um, he did some Which, voices it's, on Animaniacs. I know it's kind of Hulu. Yeah, so that's, I don't know if they just haven't, like, so figured out his contract, but you can't have, one, He's he's got a voice that's irreplaceable. Yeah. Two, um, he's, you can't have Futurama without Bender, right? and, like, like, yeah. I think like, I
0: quote Bender, <laughs> yeah. like, week like weekly, and I always, uh, <laughs> I, I, my favorite Bender quote is with black and hookers, and I, I'll, I'll say it, and then I send the gif of Bender, because I'm always worried people aren't gonna get it, and I know people will, like, I forget Futurama was very popular because no one in my friend group watched it but me. Yeah. but I, for- I, I didn't realize everyone else did.
1: I feel like some people like know that line and they say it, and then they don't know it's from Futurama. They're just like, it's just a thing that you say, and it's like, oh uh, yeah, mm, okay.
0: Oh means,
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. I don't know if they just haven't finalized this contract or what's going on, mm-hmm. but um, and I know they could, they could hand wave it away very easily and hire like a new upstart actor voice actor and just be like bender has a new voice module and if they do that i'm gonna scream
0: (laughs) it'll be really weird
1: no one like no one else it'd be funny if they did that for one episode to like kind of poke fun at it and they were just like they were like yep we got a new bender and then Mm -hmm. at the end he's back like that would be kind of funny funny. yeah that 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 would would be funny. funny
0: Maybe they're be tro- maybe they're maybe they're trying to juke us. Maybe they're um, trying to
1: make sure people still care about Futurama, and we're just all being trolled and playing into their sinister game. Yeah,
0: because it it returns next year. Oh, he is. It says he's still in negotiations. Mm. I found some
1: cool. He must just um, require more money now because he's got that Jake the dog cred. Yeah,
0: I won- <laughs> I, w- I wonder. <laughs> I-, I wonder if they were like, yeah, you wanna. Come back to feature on he's and then, like he slid a check across the table. Whoa man. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. I think
1: you're forgetting that I'm Jake the fucking dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, what are you talking about today for real? Okay. <laughs> I need to well, know because it's very do, blurry. Do you have Brenda's posted guesses? a fucking tweet? Do you have any
1: guesses?
0: I have exactly zero guesses. Okay. Brenda. It's what very I, blurry. <laughs> what
1: I tweeted. I made
0: out two characters. <laughs>
1: What I tweeted to Austin was a picture, and you're gonna hear paper rustling because I have some maps here. Um, I tweeted a picture of the Japanese Disney Quest map that I found a couple days ago. <laughs> wow. And Don't so we're doing Disney Quest. Don't worry, I don't just have the Japanese map. I have the French map. I hope this ASMR is picking me up. Picking it's up. It's
2: beautiful.
1: Uh, cool. I have the uh, Espanol map. And then I have the uh, Portuguese map. The Japanese one is funny because it ju- it does just say "guide map" at the top. It says Japanese guide map instead of like the Japanese word for map. It says map <laughs> in uh, katakana. It's just like guide map. Map. <laughs> map.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was very blurry. And now I see why, because I would have just seen that it says guide map, and I'd be like, guide map?
1: Yeah, like, okay, so the text that I, like, sent you says, like, Ultimate Interactive Adventure, the full mm. line of it. So, like, that was, like, the uh, the kanji for Ultimate. Gotcha. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what threw me off, is, like, I could make out some of the katakanas. Like, I could piece this together, but if I can't see <laughs> that kanji, it doesn't fucking matter what this katakana says, frankly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, ultimate guide map. Um yes, Disney Quest. So I briefly talked about I've been thinking about Disney Quest a lot lately. Mm. And what Disney Quest was was an indoor theme park. I've briefly spoken about it on our mm. episode I did on indoor theme parks mm. and I threatened to do an episode in full one day. And today is that day. Um, as
0: prophesized.
1: As prophesized sometime last year, I don't remember. It was in the <laughs> summer because I wrote I took my notes outside. <laughs> um Disney Quest was an indoor interactive Adventure, according to these guide maps, that was opened in 1998 um, and closed in 2017. There were two locations in total with more that were originally planned, but that all completely fell apart and exploded and it was unsuccessful. And here we are today in a Disney questless world. <laughs> Incredible. Just this- so you
0: can remember, dear listener, the lo- <laughs> the mouse can lose.
1: The mouse can lose? And we were entering the time period in which the mouse most definitely lost um (laughs) it's the 90s uh (laughs) we're in the we're in the early 90s at this point disney parks have seen rapid growth under the careful watch of ceo michael eisner who we talked about (laughs) (laughs) he's back baby (laughs) we talked about michael eisner in our goofy movie um, yes. episode in which we went into further detail about the rivalry between Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg, one of the founders of DreamWorks. Michael Eisner has had his first big failure in 1992 when he opened Euro Disneyland in Paris. We know it now as um, Disneyland Paris. But when it first opened, it was Euro Disneyland. Mm. And that just completely disintegrated. That park was like not doing the numbers they wanted. People didn't like it. It was sparse. It was it snows. In that area of France, that was something they had to deal with that they weren't
0: prepared oh, for. Oh, wait, guys. Do it they, snows do they just there. Like watch, do they just like watch movies about Paris in the summer and they're like, oh, it never snows in anywhere in Europe. And it like, it snows a lot.
1: <laughs> it snows so much. France is more north than you think it is.
0: Yeah. That's, do you that's know that like England like is
1: more north than us? Like yeah. What?
0: What the yeah, hell? Yeah, I did. What? It, it's very weird to consider... Right. Because those places to us are vacation destinations and in movies and TV shows like they're not going to go there when it sucks. It's always like nice. Yeah. Um, So there's
1: two days a year where they can film in England and it will be sunny.
0: Yeah. And they they find them every time or they they know exactly with the help of with the help of movie magic
1: (laughs) and a lot of CGI,
0: a lot of (laughs) CGI, a lot of CGI,
1: big lighting rigs. (laughs)
0: Watching fucking Spider Man: No Way Home, like that's not sunny two days in a row. And you're a nice fucking try.
1: You recorded this a year apart. <laughs> all these sunny days. That's
0: a fake You took the tubby fake sun, didn't you?
1: <laughs> it's the baby sun in the sky.
0: <laughs> Please tell so, me more about Michael Eisner's failure. Yeah.
1: So Euro Disneyland doing bad. um In 1994, Lion King comes out to like critical acclaim. Does great. Nice. No one really no. thought this movie was going to do great. It's. That's weird. It's, it's look up. It's
0: weird. It's, it's a, weird. It's, it shouldn't.
1: When Lion King was in production, Lion King was made by like the B and the C string of Disney animators. All the A team was working on the movie that would come out the next year, Pocahontas, which. Wow. Uh, that was the one Jeez. they thought was going to do well. Um, I, but let me tell you,
0: yeah, it, comparatively, <laughs> it sure it didn't.
1: <laughs> it didn't, and it probably, it should definitely not exist. No. Um, so they thought that movie was going to do great, just absolutely incredible, and it didn't. So the cracks are starting to show in Michael Eisner's. Um, plan. Um and during all this turmoil, um Disney president Frank Wells passed away in 1994, which we went into this further as well in um the Goofy Movie episode. But once he passed away, there was no one to tell Michael Eisner no. So, and then there was also this giant power vacuum left in the company where Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted who had already wanted Frank's position in the first right. place now was like just absolutely going ham in order to get it to yeah. the point where Michael Eisner was just like I will be both the president and the CEO and you get nothing.
0: And that didn't work out for them.
1: And, yeah, so <laughs> a, a lot of
0: people got. Uh, we've talked. We also talked about that in the Gargoyles episode. It's, we did, didn't we? Yeah, a lot of a lot of weird shit went on during Disney in this time period. I think most people just, especially our age, remember like lion king and everything Mm -hmm. was looking up but internally things were very grim
1: very grim um this culminates in jeffrey katzenberg leaving disney entirely to become one of the founders of dreamworks skg i wrote in my notes this version of this new version of michael eisner was a man who now knew and ultimately understood fear but also (laughs) revenge (laughs)
0: i mean really and truly I don't know. Like one day, if we ever do Michael Eisner episode, it's just going to be a clip <laughs> show because he just keeps coming up because yeah, it, his rise and downfall is very in tune with like what was going on with Disney externally in the mm-hmm. in the public eye, mm-hmm. and I don't think people know just how much like grief was going on internally, right? Because I mean, yeah think about some like i go back to gargoyles because it's the episode i did so i can just like remember stuff like he is he effectively told gargoyles to like choke and die so he could look better among the company
2: Mm -hmm. because they wanted
0: they wanted him to like prove he could do something and make calls right and he's like well uh we'll cut gargoyles like yeah exactly it's not selling toys
1: (laughs) that's the reasoning and not just because i need to make a decision off the fly of my pants and then stick by it
0: yeah because he, he could not. He was he could not. He, Michael Eisner is, like, maybe the perfect idea and hype man, mm-hmm. but he should not be running stuff.
1: And a lot of his, like, earlier ideas were um, stolen. <laughs> so you have, like, MGM Studios, which was, like, one of the first parks, was the first park that he oversaw and opened, which was maybe pretty closely inspired by the plans that Universal was having to bring their own park to like their own Mm. filming studio to Orlando. Um, Mm. And this ties back in to Disney quest because Mm. we have on paper that this is not a man who is afraid to steal ideas to get what he wants.
2: Mm.
1: So in 1997, DreamWorks in conjunction with Sega opens the first GameWorks in Seattle. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So GameWorks isn't around anymore. As of last year, they're all dead. Rest in peace. But GameWorks Mm -hmm. was a massive indoor gaming center. So we had one of these in um, Auburn Hills for a very long time. Mm -hmm. It's like multiple floors. It's got like a kind of a bar atmosphere. It's like a Dave Mm -hmm. and Buster's, but like a little classier Mm -hmm. and a lot bigger. Multiple mm-hmm. floors. This thing is huge. And these start to expand pretty rapidly through the United States as we reach the late 90s. So uh, the end of the 90s is coming. And these are like expanding all over the place. So Michael Eisner, who was like, I need to get revenge on this son of a bitch who <laughs> left the company and caused me all this turmoil. I need to take the Disney name and I need to just start pushing the competition out. And this is when Disney Quest starts to be formulated but mm. it's not just Disney Quest that's being formulated this time. It's an entire mm. new branch of the company, Michael. Disney, <laughs> called Disney Regional Entertainment. Michael, a- <laughs> 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 he's like he's not just happy with like copying DreamWorks. He's like, if we're going to try to create our own like little experiences outside of our parks, we need to just go. We just need to go full full on into this, and we also need to create our own. Um, our own discovery zone <laughs> Michael <laughs> So Disney Regional Entertainment is founded at this point the Disney store exists the, they, those started in like the 80s and those are doing just mm. really good. So it mm. does show to his credit those show that there is demand for Disney products away from the parks all over the country all over the world people are going to the Disney store and buying Disney merchandise. So there's people who want Disney experiences. Out of the parks, out of California, out of, um, I forgot the word for Florida. (laughs) The
0: word for, no, I want, I want the word for Florida.
1: I just forgot Florida. It's (laughs) a word. I was like that, that long silence that will not be there because I truncate the silence when I edit this. I just could not remember what Florida was called. And the answer is
0: just like Florida.
1: The answer is it's, it's Florida.
0: Incredible.
1: (laughs) I love you. Me too. So, in 1997, Disney opens the first Club Disney location. I think I talked about this in the Discovery <laughs> Zone episode. Sorry right. this is tying into so many things that I've talked about before.
0: <laughs> I know we told you all that this isn't an interconnected podcast, but I promise every time we see that we're lying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Every time we're like, you don't need to listen to other episodes. Like Just like we talked about in this episode like a year ago. <laughs> Where are the fucking asterisks when you're reading comics. It's like, go, Girders, issue fourteen, yeah. and you're like, issue fourteen <laughs> has been out of print for two years. Well, because you didn't
1: print enough issues of it, because usually people don't <laughs> want to read Red Hood. Pew 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 pew. Hate you, Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> So, Club Disney, to summarize, so you don't have to go back and listen to the Discovery Zone episode, but you can go back and listen to the Discovery Zone it's episode if you good want to. It's episode. You
0: should probably go listen to it. But, <laughs> Brenda, give them the good the yeah. cliff notes, I guess.
1: Club Disney was, like, their version of Discovery Zone. Not their version of Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck doesn't get to be in this one. This is Discovery Zone's um, time to shine. It had, like... <laughs> <laughs> it had play places it had ball pits it had like disney theming it was like a birthday destination it had like little like you do like exercise with winnie the pooh and eat snacks and cakes and i don't know if you could see any characters i get the impression that you couldn't like mickey was just not present because he's busy <laughs> he lives at the parks he has his house at the theme parks so he can't make it to your birthday party child <laughs>
0: So, Look, i'm not i'm not a fucking pizza rat i have shit to do
1: i i mickey's like i have a home and a dog to take care of and i live in toontown in anaheim california
0: i have a wife
1: i have a wife maybe she lives in her own house but we're definitely married
0: oh yeah you're right she lives <laughs> with, yeah they're with not Donald's married girlfriend
1: yeah hmm,
0: hmm. no living and sin for mickey wait but they have the same name wait Wait, 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 Because <laughs> the other <laughs> option is they're like cousins and that's not right.
1: Don't think too hard about that because Daisy and Donald also have the same last name. Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> wait, that means Warner is also related. Really... <laughs> <laughs> so Club Disney is open. It's the first pillar of D- Disney's regional entertainment um, idea, plan, branch. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's out there. Um, and so, one second, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's out there, but it doesn't do as well as they hoped. It does bring in mm-hmm. money. Don't get me wrong. It mm-hmm. They open a couple more. There's eventually five in total around like the West Coast area,
2: mm-hmm. but it
1: doesn't bring in nearly the amount of money that they were expecting it to. And yet Disney presses onward and Disney mm-hmm. Quest continues in through its production cycle.
0: I'm moving forward.
1: Just got to keep on going. So they start building this giant complex in the west side of Disney's um, shopping area. So Walt Disney World has this shopping area. Now it's called Disney Springs. It was originally called the Disney Marketplace. They did a rebranding in the 90s in order to um, refresh it. And in, mm-hmm. in this, it was called Downtown Disney at this point. Nice. They also did a major expansion to it to create Downtown Disney's west side, which was an area that had a bunch of nightclubs and the Cirque du Soleil was over there. Of course. And a the movie it was. theater. Yeah. You said the movie west theater. side
0: and me as someone who was in the <laughs> west side of the city, I was like, oh, because it's like the hip urban area. Yeah, like, okay, exactly. Really fucking go.
1: Yeah, it's like the east side was like the cute little shopping boutiques oh, yeah. and the well, big Disney the, well, store. Seems so
0: fucking familiar, huh? Yeah.
1: It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the west side had like all of the clubs, it had the hard the not the hard rock. No. Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood's over there and um, House of Blues is over there. And um, to get between the two of them, you had to walk through an area called Pleasure Island,
2: Uh, which was a a bunch of.
1: Maybe we'll talk about Pleasure Island in a little bit. This is another one of Michael's ideas, but it actually worked. (laughs) It actually was successful. Um, (laughs) People actually did like it, but you do have to walk through this area um, to get to the west side. So they're developing this whole new area. Disney Quest is this giant five story building that's being built. Jesus. And Disney doesn't really say what it is before it opens. They really don't talk about it. People oh, can see the mystery. Like, yeah. They don't they don't do like a big opening ceremony. They don't do like any like advertising campaigns for it. This thing just kind of opens pretty quietly and then it's just there. So like people don't really know what it is. Wait. They're like Yeah. <laughs>
0: they so they wait. <laughs> I thought they were gonna like build it. And then people be like, "Oh, it's," but they didn't even tell. They just like built in open it, and people are like, "Wait, you built this? Built? It's done? Yeah, what is it? I oh, don't go inside."
1: Yeah, they're like, "See for yourself," and people are like, "What is the ultimate interactive adventure? I need some. Um, I need someone to elaborate on that for me." And they're just like, "Go on in," and they're like, "Oh, but it's like expensive. Just check it out, Michael." <laughs> so they don't really put any weight behind this it's open it's successful don't get me wrong but um it doesn't seem to be a priority but Mm. there was a second location in chicago then that was what disney was putting their um their whole heart behind they were like we're gonna open this one in orlando We're going to it's going to be open, but we're not really going to pay attention to it because we Mm -hmm. know that there's already people in Orlando who need something to do. It's really Mm -hmm. just like increasing the capacity of like the West Side and like giving people to like a reason to come over here and like have a good time or like on a rainy day, it gives people something to do. It's not their priority at all. They're like, this will just be a thing for people to do. The Mm -hmm. one in Chicago, however, which is the first like kind of like regional expansion. This thing gets like this big opening ceremony. Mm -hmm. Melissa Joan Hart is there. Um, oh. a bunch of other celebrities I don't remember. Are they? I know her. <laughs> yeah, you know her from S- Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do this like big thing. They get like a guy on a jetpack dressed as Buzz Lightyear. He kind of like zooms wow. past this building in Chicago. They do like this big like pyrotechnics display. People are waiting out there to like get in. Um, this this is the priority. Like Disney Quest in Orlando was just like mm-hmm. the blueprint. It was to see like can we build this? Can it function? And then we move on. So the second Disney Quest location opens in Chicago in um, on June 16th, 1999. It's pretty much exactly the same as the, um, the Orlando one. And after I get through this paragraph, we'll kind of go through like what the rides were. Because yeah. I have a map that tells me all of the rides. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Important. Important. Um, a third location broke ground in Philadelphia, like, shortly after the Chicago location was opened. Mm-hmm. And further locations were planned for New York, Baltimore, Detroit, Anaheim, and Toronto.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, they were really, like, we're going to just expand very rapidly. So Philadelphia is mm-hmm. underway. Um, it's being built on top of, like, what used to be a Gimbel's department mm-hmm. store. It's, like, prime, prime real estate in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But let's forget Philadelphia for a moment. Let's just talk about um, Disney Quest itself. What is mm-hmm. it? Um, Austin, have you been to Disney Quest?
0: no absolutely not
1: (laughs) it's a wild kind of maddening experience like you kind of lose your mind after being inside of it for Mm -hmm. more than three hours (laughs) Mm because there are no i'm talking about in present tense it's dead there were no windows Mm -hmm. there were absolutely no windows but it is five it it was five floors and you walk in you buy your tickets outside um Mm -hmm. whenever i went everything was just like you stay all day you pay like I want to say it was like 30 bucks mm-hmm. um we never paid to get in because you could towards the end you could get it for free if you got like a certain like meal plan type thing you know back mm-hmm. when disney actually offered deals to go mm-hmm. to the parks so we would just get it for free and you can just have access to everything but i know that mm-hmm. the chicago location had like a uh you know like when you go to dave and buster's and you get that card and they're like you have this many you right. can play like for an hour as much as you want for one hour
2: right
1: um they kind of had like that sort of system so oh, okay you walk in after you've gotten your tickets outside you get into an elevator and then you are like bombarded by this like presentation from the genie in which he's like you're <laughs> on this elevator and you are traveling to a distant land um no the genie is not played by robin williams it's definitely dan not. Castellaneta. <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. It is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he made it very I, clear he was done after they He was used, like, used I'm them. done after the third one. This is after the third movie. So they were on better terms at this point, but still mm-hmm. not great terms. So like they, yeah. and also he was probably too expensive for this. So they got Dan Castellaneta yeah. to do it. And right. I was trying to find like footage of this, this effect in the elevator. So I could like mm-hmm. see the whole presentation. Um, and the, the video I found on YouTube had... Like a rest in peace, Robin Williams at the end. And I was like, that's not oh. Robin Williams. That's Dan no. Castellaneta. Oh,
0: oh no. It's definitely Uh-oh. Dan.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> so you get in this thing. The genie whisks you off to like a distant land. And then mm. you are in an area called the Venture Port. And this is the first floor. Um, actually, the Venture Port's the third floor. It spits you out. You start there. And then you kind of like can go up to any of like the floors that you would like. Um, where do I want to start with explaining some of these rides? I don't think I'm gonna explain where do you all of want to of start. Them. Oh, that's a good question. I have this map, but I also have this list. And I'm like, do I wanna go by the map or do I wanna go by the list? These are the questions. I think I'm just gonna go Nothing in a random right. I'm just gonna go in a random order. Who
0: cares? You're at Disney.
1: I'm mean, this Disney is di- you just run around. Okay, so some of these outstanding rides were um, Cyberspace Mountain, which was like a roller coaster simulator where you built your own roller coaster with the help of Bill Nye the Science Guy.
0: Oh that's fucking <laughs> radical.
1: This this thing was cool up until the day it closed. Like even though like the technology was like old at this point, mm. it was it was really cool. It was super fun. It like the simulator worked really well. Um it was immersive like cuz you could see the track and everything as you moved. This ride was really really cool. The funny thing about this ride was towards the end of Disney Quest, um you could get footage of yourself on the ride if you wanted it to like commemorate the, um, oh. the event, which is cool. When Disney Quest opened, people were still using VHS tapes, so the technology was originally built to put this footage onto a VHS tape that you would then wow. buy. However, Disney Quest was open in Orlando, at least, until 2017. So, mm-hmm. towards the end, what they would do is they would take the, they would burn it to the VHS tape, and then burn the VHS tape to a DVD. <laughs> wow. And this process takes, like, 20 minutes! Wow. It it's so funny. And like at some point we were doing it like the last time we were there to commemorate it and I was like, please just give me the VHS tape, okay? <laughs> please. <laughs> this I've been here for so long, please give me I, the you're VHS
0: I you like tape. I've been just standing here staring at you. I'd like to leave. I'm I have other rides to hit up. Like, exactly. I, I have a VHS player for the love of God. Please hand me the VHS. Yeah, give me I know the VHS and it. I will
1: jam it in my purse somehow. I know I'll find you're
0: just a way VHS. <laughs> if nothing, I'll do it when <laughs> I get home. <laughs>
1: I'll I'll figure it out. Just please let me leave. Um, so Cyberspace Mountain was really cool. This is definitely like the flagship ride. I watched the opening um of the Chicago location, the opening special, and mm-hmm. they showed this ride like four times. They were like, Cyberspace Mountain, Cyberspace Mountain. There were rides that they never showed even once. And it's like, okay, this is you put all your money into this one. And it does show it was really fun up until the mm-hmm. end. Um Virtual Jungle Cruise didn't fare quite as well. I hate Virtual Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I thinking this in...
0: episode is one part Brenda reviewing rides.
1: <laughs> I promise I won't spend too long on this, but like. No,
0: I, I'm really enjoying it. If you, okay. If, if the listener isn't, that's really their fucking problem. This is our podcast, so.
1: <laughs> um, so guess, you get in a raft that's like on like mm-hmm. a simulated water. Like, so it's like a bunch of like pillow and it moves like water like it's it's simulated it's really hard to explain they give you a paddle with wheels on it and you get in this in this raft and then there's Mm -hmm. a big screen in front of you and the premise Mm -hmm. is that you've been sucked back in time to the time of the dinosaurs and i think you had to find dinosaurs but it didn't work (laughs) so i don't really know what the (laughs) point was um give me one sec i gotta blow my nose so it just never works so you could like spend your whole like you wait in line for this ride and you get up there and you just spend your whole ride like stuck against a rock like and then Mm -hmm. they wouldn't give you another ride if you got stuck they'd just be like well you gotta go wait in line again it's like okay i guess so (laughs) it just never worked as intended it looks cool if you see like footage Mm -hmm. of it you're like yeah i get to like go and it's like moving like very like kind of violently it Mm -hmm. never did that in real life um i think i still went when they had the water spray effect on but like you Mm -hmm. just kind of feel gross after that because it's just like a thing in the ground spraying water on you so and then you get into the raft and if the raft had like a sh- small amount of people in it, like then someone's sitting on a wet chunk in the raft. Mm-hmm. So all in all, not great. <laughs> um, another one of the flagship rides right around the corner from Virtual Jungle Cruise was Aladdin's mm-hmm. Magic Carpet Ride, I which was like, yeah, you this ride, I, I feel here? like you might have been here. Or I feel like they showed like commercials for this, this ride in particular on Disney Channel a lot. Let's see. Yeah, so Aladdin's Magic Carpet Ride was, like, a VR, and you had this giant, like, VR headset on with, like, this big cone on the front of it, and oh. it was so heavy. It had to be, like, held up by straps on the ceiling, and then you were expected to kind of, like, move around, but you had this giant cone on the front yeah, of your head. Yeah, that sounds
0: terrifying. I... Yeah, and
1: you're, <laughs> no. you're, like, you're supposed to be on a Magic Carpet, but you're definitely, like, straddling, like, a little, like, a bike seat <laughs> with handles and do that you used to turn, and it's, like, I don't feel like I'm a Magic Carpet because Magic Carpet doesn't need handlebars. <laughs>
0: Sorry, move. I'm laughing at the word straddle because I'm 15 years old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the point of this is to like go through Agrabah, which is cool, and collect gems, but you literally had like maybe five minutes to do this. So it get took good. more It took more time to get, get yourself hooked into the machine than you had to actually play it. There's this giant fat squirrel right up against the window. He's looking right into my eyes. Oh my God.
0: give me the gems brenda (laughs)
1: give me the the gems 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 so that i may control all of (laughs) agrabah so that's aladdin's magic carpet ride there was also a slide here um that would take you from one floor down to the other floor, called the Cave of Wonders slide, but that got um, closed down pretty quickly because it was a terrible idea. <laughs> and then there was Mighty Ducks Pinball Slam. I hate this that ride. I hate it. Okay, so it's got like twelve people, That's and you're like on like this little. Essentially, I know you like Mighty And it's it's based on the cartoon, if you can believe Ooh. it. If that just tells you what time period this is, it's the cartoon Mighty Ducks. Sure does. So. Uh, you know a show that everyone knew and loved and recognized in the year of our Lord 2017. <laughs> I
0: did, but I didn't realize I know. other people did not.
1: <laughs> I don't think like kids have any clue because they never did like reruns of that show or anything. So, but I was anyway.
0: all about the Mighty Duck cartoon show. I got upset <laughs> when I saw the live action. It wasn't the cartoon.
1: We're like, where's the um the the villain played by Tim Curry? Where is he? <laughs> when does he show up? I don't remember his name. <laughs>
0: Anyway, this ride was terrible.
1: Yeah, so it's, like, you have, like, essentially, like, on, like, a stationary, like, thing. I'd say, like, it's kind of like a pogo stick, but it's stationary. You can kind of, like, bop around to move your uh, pinball around and try to gain points. Um, but there's 12 people, so you're kind of just mashing into, like, 12 other people also playing it. Mm-hmm. It's fun if it's just your family, and you go on a day when, like, nobody wants to play the pinball game. Because well, yeah. nobody wanted to play the pinball game, so it's just, like, the five of you, <laughs> so you have room to move. But mm-hmm. if you, like, look at, like, video footage of, like, this thing at full capacity, there's 12 balls on this screen in front of you, and mm-hmm. no one can move. <laughs> so, not the best, um, designed ride. Uh, another one was Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster, which was mm-hmm. not, like, um... Not the Buzz Lightyear ride in the theme parks. You're in, mm-hmm. it's like bumper cars, except you're in like this big car and you you roll over like dodgeballs and you suck mm-hmm. up the dodgeballs in your car and then you shoot them at other cars to get points. Incredible. It was always broken down.
0: Always. Of course it is. Perf- and <laughs> even better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Treasure of the Incas was a uh, collaborative uh, remote control car
2: uh-huh. attraction
1: where one person is driving the car and they can't see the car. And then someone else is telling them where to drive the car. So This
0: works beautifully.
1: You're never going to guess why it didn't work. Uh, work. Pretty much anything can interfere with the signal of a remote control car. Especially cell phones. I was (laughs) going to say, it
0: it wasn't able to get updated.
1: Nope. Like, once cell phones, like, towards the end of the 90s started becoming prevalent, like, antenna cell phone interference was fucking with the cars. Also one wow. caught on fire. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll that'll do her, huh? That'll do
1: it. Um
0: You see there's a problem. This uh <laughs> this here uh, car is on fire.
1: It's just on fire. Um there's Ride the Comics, which was another VR ride. This took up the top two floors and you're kind of like in like a car going around. Mm-hmm hitting bad guys i never went on this ride i just didn't i don't know why i didn't care to (laughs) and then invasion and extraterrestrial alien encounter experience Mm for players are inside a ride vehicle to save um astronauts and you have to like work together to save the astronauts i also Mm -hmm. never did this one because i'm afraid of aliens a little bit (laughs) that's
0: fair i don't like the ocean
1: yeah ocean is scary i think that's valid there were like a bunch of like smaller attractions. There was Sid's Create a Toy where you could buy, it, like, make this like absolute abomination of a toy you could take home. There was Living Easels, which was an interactive touchscreen program mm-hmm. that you could like fuck around with. There was like mm-hmm. a Disney, Radio Disney Song Maker. There was a. Uh, magic mirrors which was like where you could alter on a touch screen pictures of your faces there was like an animation thing where you could like learn take drawing classes mm-hmm. and use like a rudimentary like drawing tablets
2: mm-hmm. which
1: back then was pretty cool because like a, a cintiq i don't think existed in this point of time mm-hmm. and also would have cost three thousand dollars if it did okay. so pretty neat actually and then there's my favorite ride in all of disney quest the pirates of the caribbean battle for buccaneer gold Wow Which actually was the only update Disney Quest really ever got Because it replaced a Hercules ride That I've never been on Um, Hercules in the Underworld was an opening day attraction Where everyone Mm -hmm. stood in like this room That had like screens all around And you were like in a cart And you were like working to drive the cart Mm -hmm. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for Buccaneer Gold took this concept And gave you a little cannon And you have to like run around the ship And fire like these balls at mm-hmm. like ships and sea monsters and it's like one person's driving and everyone else is running around and mm-hmm. i guess it was pretty hard to beat but let me tell you i did it a lot i could beat this game
0: <laughs> nice <laughs> my family
1: family doesn't know how to work together sometimes but when it came to Pirates of the caribbean battle for buccaneer gold we had our shit together
0: <laughs> i like to think that you like a mighty captain got their shit together <laughs> You're like, I, just, I refuse to not win this ride.
1: We have to win. You get nothing for winning except for a screen that says you won. Great, that, hey,
0: pretty good reinforcement. <laughs> you won something.
1: Yeah, it makes you feel good after you've been trapped inside this dark, windowless five-story building for four <laughs> hours.
0: <laughs> there weren't windows.
1: There's not a single window. You they didn't start want to kind of like
0: you were outside
1: because no, like you, no, you kind of lose your It's So it's dimly lit everywhere. At some no. point, you kind of start to feel like you're losing no. your mind.
0: Um, that sounds horrible.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I would go into the bathroom and just kind of stand there because the bathroom's fully lit. And I would just be like, wow. Or you would go down to like the bottom floor, like right next to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And you could see the gift shop, which had windows. And you could be like, I remember what sunlight was like. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> no windows.
0: Yeah, getting to it and being like, also, oh, there are no windows is like, oh, I'm out. Sorry. Actually, yeah. no thanks.
1: No windows. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely not.
1: Also, like, the higher up you got, the more, like, I I can't explain what caused this. The more, like, interference kind of got, like, coagulated at the top of the building. Mm. So whenever, and this is probably why I never went and read the comics, because it was the top mm-hmm. two floors. But whenever you get to those two top floors, I would get nauseous. And my dad huh. would get nauseous, and we would have to go back cursed. down. Cursed, cursed. He would get cursed, cursed. Yeah, so I never went on um, ride the comics on those top two floors because, like, something about it just instant curse, gonna bomb.
0: <laughs> curse, instant curse. It's cursed. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was well.
1: also an entire floor that was just like free to play arcade machines, which was oh, really
0: cool. Well, that's that's the floor to be
1: on. I'm gonna I'll be I there know right until it's time yeah. to leave. Honestly, like you just go in and like, <laughs> there's this one time there was a DDR machine and I'm like wanted to play DDR and it was like there was mm-hmm. two players and there was like a girl there already and I was just like oh hey because like there's no money exchange and I was like oh hey could yeah. we play this together and yeah. she could tell she lived in Orlando and came to this place like every day and was like very hardcore about it she was just like oh, fine I guess and then I uh, <laughs> then I uh, whooped her ass at DDR so
0: choke slammed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Orlando um, residents, like, get, like, a bunch of, like, discounts to go as, like, a yeah. sorry that your home is this.
1: <laughs> sorry that we've turned your um, home into a hell. <laughs> yeah, so, like, she could tell that she just, like, kind of went to Disney Quest to play games, like, every so mm. often because it, like, mm. wasn't an expensive thing to do. Mm. um Which, a little jealous, a bit, because... <laughs> 'Cause that the arcade was really cool. And I could also see my mom play like old arcade machines that she, mm. you know, had played in the eighties that she was yeah. very good at. And so nice. that was really cool to get to see too. Um Yeah, and that that's Disney Quest. There that's were a couple Disney. places to eat. There was an internet cafe, which they never updated.
2: Incredible. So
1: <laughs> and then there was like a food, like a food area. They had sandwiches there. Um mm. and cheesecake factory cheesecakes that you could eat. I mean, so,
0: I, I've never had a Cheesecake Factory cheesecake.
1: I had a slice of one because one of my friends bought a whole Cheesecake Factory cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake. <laughs> say it didn't. one more time. No, I refuse.
0: If you say Cheesecake Factory cheesecake three times in the mirror, it's like Beetlejuice <laughs> and you'll get a cheesecake.
1: Oh, I do want a cheesecake, though. I do love cheesecakes.
0: So is Disney Quest still there?
1: No. <laughs> what so first, So first, let's talk about what happened to Chicago. So Chicago opened in 1999. Um, Attendance was pretty low. Like it wasn't like low to the point where they were losing money Mm -hmm. per se, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like they had estimated like insane amounts of people would be coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just physically no way for that many people to come. They would have to be like Mm -hmm. at capacity for like every day of the year. So I don't know who predicted that because that did not happen and that could not possibly happen. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds
0: that's impossible even for Disney to uh, expect that we will just be like, can you imagine being a worker and you you told that right? Like, what do you what do you put? What do you mean? No, I hope no, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, so Orlando already had like this captive audience of tourists who need something to do inside when it's ninety degrees or raining in Florida because in Florida it rains at four o'clock, like clockwork every day um in Chicago there's other things to compete with and like yeah maybe like not as many kids because people aren't necessarily bringing their kids to Chicago to go to Disney Quest exactly. um you really couldn't spend that much time in it and you're also competing with like museums and like monuments and like whatever else people do in Chicago I don't yeah quite know what they do there um shopping
0: Shopping's a big thing
1: shopping so it just wasn't quite as successful um the original plan for Disney Quest was that they would update fifteen to twenty percent of the rides every two years, and so that happened once, kind Michael. of when they replaced. Yeah, <laughs> when they replaced um, the Hercules ride with Pirates, Chicago did end up getting that that um, new attraction, mm-hmm. but um, that was it. And then it was closed pretty shortly after in 2001. So Michael. didn't <laughs> barely made it two years. They were, they could have like tried to put like more effort into keeping it up. But Michael at this point was just tired. People didn't like anything that he'd been doing. He was like, pull the plug. Just it's dead. Disney quest is dead. So the one in Chicago closed mm. on September 4th, 2001, which is probably a good idea. Cause tourism takes a pretty, um, pretty hard nosedive dive shortly after that. Oof. Not going to elaborate. You can figure it out. <laughs> Um, Club Disney, all of their locations closed in 1999. Mm-hmm. In um, 2010, the other, like the other branch of the Disney regional entertainment empire, the ESPN zone, all of those closed in 2010. <laughs> um, And Disney regional entertainment as a whole closes in 2010 as well. So mm-hmm. what happened to the final Disney quest? Mm-hmm. It just stayed open, untouched oh. for several oh. decades. Just they did just- not touch it.
0: but you could you could go there but you could go there it wasn't anything
1: it was open like it was was, there
0: it was the the same
1: it was the same like really the only thing that changed is they they shut down one floor of ride the comics the fourth Mm -hmm. floor just entirely unless it was like really really busy and then they would open it back up Mm-hmm. And um, they closed down like the Magic Mirrors attraction where you could like kind of alter pictures of your face in 2005 and just kind of like converted that to some seating, which mm-hmm. is really creepy because there's just a giant Pinocchio face on the wall <laughs> and then you're just sitting there on a bench like, <laughs> this is fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like I said, the um, Treasure of the Incas closed because a car caught on fire. And also, the cars just couldn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah.
0: Car caught on fire. Was it a while ca- a ride was g- happening?
1: Yes. Well, so it wasn't so much a oh, ride. No. so, like you could just walk away from it because there's just like a <laughs> bunch of cars in the floor. I'm in, sorry, like, in a my head track. now,
0: someone like walked up in a car, called him, finally like, Jive, "Fine, Jesus fuck,
1: bye." Yeah, fine. I guess I don't play this, and they just walked away. Like, <laughs> uh, really, the only new thing that Disney Quest got. Was they added a statue of Wreck-It Ralph at the entrance, like in the when you get off the escalators, Why? which Why? were called cyberlators? By the way, I don't think I mentioned that the elevators you were sure called didn't.
0: cyberlators. Cyberlators. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: Cyberlator. A
0: Cyberlators. <laughs> Side
1: yeah, so, and really quick before uh while I'm talking about the cyberlators, um the genie effect was turned off in 2011 because of some safety concerns. So you would just get on this elevator that doesn't really go anywhere. They didn't tell
0: you why though, huh? They just no. said
1: safety concerns. Yeah, of they course. They were like safety reasons. And it's like is it because it's an elevator? I so- sorry, a cyberlator. <laughs> and <laughs> you need mouse to gonna be fucking find you. Something else. <laughs> So you just like get on an elevator, go nowhere, get off the cyber And yeah, so it was, huh. they kind of lost the magic there. But they added a statue of Wreck-It-Ralph when you get off the cyber And a couple huh. Fix-It-Felix arcade machines that you could actually play. So that was pretty cool. I did get to play on those. And okay. Fix-It-Felix is actually a pretty fun game. But they were just like shoved in a corner, an unused corner. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's our Wreck-It-Ralph tie-in area and that was it that was the last update
0: that's such a that's such a weird thing to throw in
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah it was very weird like because i'd been there before they were there and when i went after they'd been included it was it was like this whole thing it was just like holy shit they added something oh my <laughs> god look at them they're there holy my a new thing to do at disney quest my god fix it felix holy shit
0: People must have thought they were gonna like that they were like, Oh, okay, they're gonna like start they're gonna like, start this updating gonna this. Yeah, they're gonna update this now yeah. and they're gonna get That's
1: what new I thought. stuff
0: and yeah. they're like, who knows what they'll add in and they were like, no, 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 sorry, we lied.
1: Yep. So in twenty sixteen it was announced that the Orlando location would be replaced with the NBA experience. <laughs> But then twenty sixteen <laughs> came and went and it was still open. And at some the, point it was painted entirely blue. <laughs> the um the NBA experience.
0: But I need to know what that was gonna even be.
1: Well, okay, so it opened, but it took a while. So 2016 okay. comes and goes. 2017 is here. It's chugging along. Nobody really knows what's happening. Disney Quest has been painted this grayish blue color all over. And it's like, what is (laughs) happening here? And then in 2017, finally, the the final date was announced. Um, July 22nd, or sorry, July 2nd, 2017 Mm. was the final Mm. operating day for Mm. Disney Quest. And then the whole thing was ripped to the ground. And NBA experience started to be implemented. And it opened actually in August what? of 2019
0: what is it
1: let me look at this okay so and experience because I, I should have looked into it um I don't even think it has a Wikipedia page huh um, let's see see if I can find it here we go here we go NBA.
0: Like, you get to be a basketball
1: player right? like I think it I think that's what it was that's what it has to be yeah but I'm not really finding any information it was open. For a while. Oh, a first look at the NBA experience. Okay, here we go. Alright. Let's see. Ba 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 ba. Ba, ba 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 ba. This one of a kind experience is sure to be enjoyed by basketball and Disney fans of all ages <laughs> who visit Disney Springs <laughs> from around the world. What is it?
0: That doesn't make any s- what do you mean? <laughs> What is it? What do you Is it like is it so what's interesting, right? Is it feels like it's like uh Well, we just kept talking about Disney Quest. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know, go see. No, but what is it? Exactly. I don't know. Well, have to go inside.
1: Here's the funny thing about it: is it opened, and then in 2020, um, the the panini, the panorama, (laughs) the pandemic, (laughs) the
0: the panda, the panda express,
1: the panda express, the 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 COVID nineteen pandemic, as we all know, happened in 2020, and everything had to shut down, and this includes Mm. all of the attractions in Orlando. This Mm -hmm. includes the NBA Experience. And towards the end of 2020, news broke that all of the actors, because apparently NBA Experience had actors involved, (laughs) whatever it was. Um, All the actors had been, like, had been um, fired. Laid off, I guess is the term. They had no jobs anymore. So it's like, oh, what's going on? And then in August of 2021, Disney made the announcement that the NBA Experience would not reopen. So they... Tore down Disney Quest and built this giant building. What did this look like? I need to look up a picture. NBA experience. I need an actual mental image of what this looked like. Okay. Yeah. It looks like Disney Quest. Anyway, <laughs> on the inside, it looks like Disney Quest but with basketballs.
0: They tore, they're like, tear it all to fucking dirt. Okay, put it back up.
1: Put it back up, but new this time, but with the same gross. Are we sure Michael carpet.
0: Eisner didn't design this? Because that sounds like a Michael Eisner <laughs> thing looks- of like, tear it down. Okay, now put it back. Put it Michael. back. Michael, Michael please. please. <laughs> Michael,
1: Mikel, please. It looks so, like he just
0: went and like played fucking basketball. Yeah, exactly. a like- lot of pictures of like, that's a court, and here's like a different basketball for like little kids, and here's like how big NBA and WNBA like players are and you can like mm-hmm. stand next to them here's like a fake locker room here's like a fake like arena main floor area that plays basketball yeah they they, they were like people will come because they like basketball that was really the idea huh
1: that was it. And it's like, I don't know if people, people like basketball. People like, love people basketball. Like,
0: yeah, people love basketball. But I don't know if people who love basketball intersect with like people who love attractions enough to do this.
1: Exactly. It's like, I think people who love basketball would like to just go play basketball with their friends or watch basketball yeah. game. Uh, it's not like like, pe- it, like video games where like, no. you go to play video games. You play basketball with real people.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine, like, if you're going to spend this much money, right, and mm-hmm. be at a basketball, like, I think they would just, like, go like, go to a game in Orlando. I don't yeah. know the team in Orlando, but, like, I think they would just go to one of their games if they're Is already there. Is it the Magic?
1: Is it the Orlando Magic?
0: That sounds right.
1: That sounds right. I think that's right. I'm going to pretend I'm the authority on, <laughs> on this.
0: <laughs> like, I can't imagine, like, if I'm really into basketball, am I, like, if I'm a kid or a teen, right? Mm-hmm. And my parents are like, do you want to go to the NBA experience while we're at Disney, or do you want to go to a game? Like, if we're already spending us some money, I'm really like, I mean, I'd like to go see basketball. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I'm a parent, I'm not gonna necessarily want to go to a fake basket. I'm like, I can just go to the game and like buy paraphernalia there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's- kind of sad. Um, I think about what Disney Quest could have been if they had tried because. At the end of the I mean, when day, you I, said,
0: when you said yeah. "oh, uh, arcade floor," I'm like, "oh shit, they could have just turn the whole thing into an arcade, huh?" They could have yeah. themed arcade floors,
1: exactly. Especially with like how like Round One is, you know, finding yes. a foothold in America, and Dave and yes. Buster's, I think, is still doing very good. The, the fact that both of those places are still around in the pandemic is astounding. Now yes. you have GameWorks, which didn't make it out of the pandemic, but GameWorks wasn't the king of this industry anymore round one and Dave and Buster's are the two big and they're immensely immensely popular Mm. um so I think it was a mistake to just be like we just tear down Disney Quest especially with like how like VR cafes are like really big now and Mm. like this technology has come so far and is like so immersive I just feel like it was a missed opportunity to like have this in the parks and have an option for rainy days, like a place for people mm-hmm. to go. It just needed a little more finessing and it needed to mm-hmm. not just be built out of spite. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, I think so. Like, you know how they had the mighty ducks cartoon attraction there mm-hmm. that um, I think if they had stuck to that plan of replacing like all the 15 r- to 20% of the rides every two years. Mm-hmm. um, And they had like kind of like made more rides based on like what cartoons are popular at the time. And had kind of like a revolving door of, um... so like they did like a Kim Possible experience for a while, and mm-hmm. once Kim Possible wasn't around, they replaced that with a Phineas and Ferb experience, and exactly. that's not around. Like the new Ducktales bring that in and have an attraction for there, have like attractions similar to how they reskinned the Hercules ride into the Pirates ride that mm-hmm. you can easily reskin and readapt and like make into new experiences in order to kind of keep people coming because if you don't update anything mm-hmm. ever. People stop coming because they've seen yeah. it. But if you add they a new ride, yeah, they don't care. If you add a new ride in, then people are going to come again. That's
0: exactly. I, that it's weird because that's like what they do throughout their park, mm-hmm. and so it's weird for this part of their park. They're like, "Well, it just stays the same forever." And I wonder if it's like a leftover of like Michael Eisner's spite, right? Like, well, that was Michael's idea.
1: Yeah, like Michael came up with this idea and it didn't work, but we also can't get rid of it. I think the question was like what do we put here like if we, we get rid of it we can't yeah. fail <laughs> if we yeah if we, we can't fail and also if we get rid of it um where do people go when it rains i think is the big
2: thing mm-hmm. like where do people
1: go when it's too hot to be outside
2: yeah.
1: uh, we lose that that thing that can eat up capacity on days like on exactly. high capacity days like there's less places for people to go um so yeah it's just I think about it a lot because I think it could have been really cool and I kind of hope and I'm, I'm not like holding out hope for this, especially now with like the current Disney management being absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that they just they try to bring it back in some way, but, mm-hmm. but maybe different. Uh, maybe they feel like that name would be cursed, but I think it would be great. And but that's just me because I'm a freak. I mean,
0: if you're a freak and I'm a freak and we're all freaks, I, I don't have something there. I, if Brenda wants it, then I want it. But maybe gets what she wants.
1: <laughs> at some point, they're going to start playing to the nostalgia of our demographic. And I think they're already starting to do this because you see like Max Goof and um, Goofy doing the, the dance at the mm-hmm. parks. So I think they're mm-hmm. kind of starting to realize that like there's a big market with nostalgia from our age group. And I don't know if that will kind of tie into, like, oh, maybe we bring back Disney Quest. So, like, these... I mean, we have demo-
0: the we have the money now, right? Yeah. And people our age are starting to build families. And mm-hmm. so it's like, if they want us to take... If they wanted family to come in, they can't play to, like, the previous generation. I feel like the previous generation, too. Like, they didn't have nostalgia stuff, so they just did stuff kids would want to make their parents spend money. But mm-hmm. we don't, like, have a lot of money to spend, so they have to also want us to spend money.
1: Exactly. Like it has to be like very intentional and like we're very nostalgia driven and they need mm-hmm. to they need to figure that out because yeah. it's, you know, you can't have like um you heard about the figment popcorn bucket situation
0: no What? Oh,
1: okay this will be the last thing and then we can we can head out but the figment popcorn bucket so it was the festival of the arts at epcot which used to be like a thing in epcot they would have in the winter time in order to try to get people to go to epcot and they mm. do like you know like art displays like topiaries and shit and this mm. year disney was like we're gonna have a popcorn bucket which is pretty normal they do weird popcorn buckets all the time they're like we're gonna have a popcorn mm. bucket and it's gonna be a fucking figment the imagination dragon and everyone Mm. was like fuck i love figment so there were like lines (laughs) by the way i also love figment figment is the Mm. um the mascot of the journey into imagination ride which i'm not going to go into detail because it's like this big long big old big old story but anyway Mm. he was kind of the unofficial mascot of epcot for a long Mm. time and so they have this And he is the mascot of the arts festival. So Mm. they have this popcorn bucket. Lines are six hours long to get this popcorn (laughs) bucket. And look, I'm not going to lie. I want it. I want it. I want that stupid <laughs> little dragon popcorn bucket. Because it's like it's the shape of him. He's got a strap so he can be a purse. Incredible. So if you don't <laughs> don't want to carry popcorn. But um yeah, so now he's selling for like over a hundred dollars on the internet now. Jesus. So anyway. But anyway, um that's nostalgia. That's the power of nostalgia. That's the power of Figment, the little imagination dragon, and yep. that is Disney Quest.
0: <laughs> that is beautifully done. Night way Thank to you. go, Brenda. Incredible. Masterful. Just masterful, perfect outro that i am now ruining by talking over you more um and brenda could edit me out but she won't because she loves me too much i love
1: you and i think it's hilarious and i think we this is an episode
0: there we go that's an episode that's 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 all brenda wrote in her notes everybody that's all they wrote we're out
1: goodbye Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network.
0: You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host, Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... Be listening to Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review. Helps to show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians. See ya.